right, all right, all right. Okay, McConaughey, let's calm down there. Let's take it down like 20%. Oh, you want me to take it down? No, I don't take it down. Take it down. All right, all right, all right. I take it up. What's that movie that that line is from? I have no idea. Honestly, I just know that that's McConaughey's thing. That's, that's the McConaughey name. Dazed and confused. Of course it is. Features that iconic line, and then the other McConaughey iconic line in my mind that I like, and he's like, Hey, kid, you got a joint? Um, no. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to check that movie out. I don't know why I've never seen that one. I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's Linklater, Richard Linklater. Right. You know, he's known for those slice of life movies, uh, which very much inspired Kevin Smith's like clerks. Yeah. You know, Kevin always says, says the movie Slackers, which is basically just the day in the life of a bunch of teenagers in Texas. Yeah. It was like his huge inspiration for clerks. So. It's 80s clerks. Mm hmm. And the Days Confused, I think it was like 92 or 93. It came out like right before Clerks as well. And like it features a young ass Ben Affleck. Oh, very he's, nice. He's like the antagonist of the film. It's He's basically the same dude as he is in Mallrats. Uh, Jeremy London or Jason London, one of the two, because they're twins. But one of the guy from Mallrats, his twin brother is the one of the stars of Days Confused. Because mm-hmm. it follows like four or like three different groups of high schoolers on their last day of senior or last day of school. You know, and like Ben Affleck's character is that senior that wants to paddle the freshman. So he's chasing the freshman around and. You know, and then McConaughey just wants to get high and people are just trying to get laid. And Right, right. Yeah. So it's a, good, classic, it's a, good a classic uh, 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 teenage high school movie where none yeah. of the actors are teenagers. <clears throat> I mean, late teens, early 20s. Mila Jokovic, it's one of her first movies. The one it's, who has been like in all those video game, the terrible video game adaptations. Resident with her Evil. Hus- with games, her husband yeah. as director. Yeah, P.T. The, the, the other Paul Anderson. Yeah, the the other Paul. <laughs> the other Paul Anderson. The Paul we don't talk about. Yeah. Don't ruin it. Oh. So what are you drinking there, Corey? I'm still working through my brandy. Um, wanted it really nice and chilled, so I put it in this cup, but it, like, it's getting like trapped beneath my ice cube. Yeah? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pouring a lot. And I take a sip and it's gone. I don't know if it's like evaporating or if I'm just a heavy drinker. I don't know. But I am very excited to crack in tonight's beer. Uh, I'm doing the brandy as like, you know, a nice little pregame, kind of get me warmed up, get me feeling good. But right. I went and bought a six pack of this. So this is a local brewery, Surly Brewing. It's probably one of the most iconic brewing uh, uh, brewers in the cities, Surly Brewing. I think you'd love them, Graham. I think you'd love them. They've got just a shit ton of IPAs like these dudes I don't think I've ever seen a non-IPA beer from these guys they've got like 40 IPA flavors yeah yeah they're fucking gnarly that's something uh that's something that catches my interest so tonight I thought this would be a fun one it is a hazy IPA and it is called the one man mosh pit I saw you sent me a picture of that and I was interested (coughs) to know what what that was so um Mm-hmm. Is it pink like the other one? We're going to find out. 
It is seven point two percent. It's got a pink can, so yeah. well, you have to assume. Bust on my big ass mug. Got to oh, do it with pink. the big mug. No, it's your standard uh, hazy color, piss yellow. Mm. Mm. But, well, I do love a good hazy IPA. Look out! You know this. Yeah, it's gonna be good though. I'm excited. Ooh, Corey, ooh, ooh. have we ever? Have ooh, we hold ever? On. Oh, what's the smell? Oh, a little what's bit of grapefruit, smell? a lot of citrus. Oh, this is gonna be good, dude. Mm, I'm excited mm. for this. I'm not a grapefruit guy to be honest, but this, this is. Uh, I think this is gonna do it for me. Yeah, you know, I've told you about the Ninkasi Total Domination, which is also grapefruit, but it's like something that you would barely notice. I, if you like this one, I highly recommend checking that one out because if you're if you're liking the grapefruit on this, you it might be worth the the. the that ain't bad. If I see Ninkasi, I'll check it out. It's uh, yeah. you know, you said it was like what a Seattle-based brewery, uh, Oregon. Oregon, so Bend, it's Oregon, little, I believe. Yeah. yeah, it's a little geographical difference there. Like, I don't think you'll find Surly out there, but Corey, I expect that you uh, mm-hmm. know a bit about the history of different beers and such. Um, are you familiar with the 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 history of IPAs and and and, and how they came to be uh, and such? Yes. Are you it aware was, of that? It was uh, trading ships. They needed a beer that would last them the trip to go all the way from like England to India. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, they had to go like around South America or something or South uh, South of Africa. They'd lose their and alcohol so a, content as it as the time as went it, on. Exactly. So they needed yeah. something that would last the whole trip. And so they came up with the IP, the India Pale Ale, mm-hmm. something like that. Something that that's is the actually, broad no, strokes that's, version. That's 100% accurate. I have no corrections. Uh, that's, a, that's a great – I was hoping that you knew because everyone should know why uh, IPAs came into existence uh, because – British people were like, we cannot be in India without without being drunk. No, we can't um, make a like three month journey on a ship with scurvy, yeah. especially with with the beer like tossing and turning constantly. Like they needed yeah. something that would that would last the tossing and turning, so that by the time it actually reached India, it would be more like a fucking lager. Could you <laughs> fucking imagine being on a ship for like three months, like and not like a cruise liner, but a no, tiny no, no, little no. schooner? Yeah, like sharing bunk beds. You know, like, yeah, not even bunk beds, but like five hammocks on top of each yeah. other, just swaying with the ship, and oh god, like yeah. hoist the mainsail, where anchor, like fucking Pirates of the Caribbean shit. That would be awful. I would hate it. I'm so glad I live in this century. <laughs> uh, if just for that reason alone, <laughs> let's I not count the of, hundreds of other reasons to want to live. I was intrigued. I read this news article about there's a cruise liner that's going to be doing a three year cruise, making like 172, or it's it's going to be stopping at 172 different countries over this three years, and it only costs like. 30 grand a year only 30 grand a year well keep in mind that's food and lodging and and like food and drink and lodging for you know a that's year. a very good point that's a very good point usually that would be like fifty thousand for people each year right like yeah. you think i'm paying you know like like imagine how much you're spending every year on your no, apartment it's a, it's a very and good your point. food and stuff and this thing is all taken care of you don't have to worry about transportation the fucking ship takes you everywhere i mean you might have to have money for like port when you make port and go to these countries but still right. like 30 grand 
ain't that bad. The only kicker is you're not making any revenue, so it's all expensive. Well, I mean, working. that would that would be that would be ideal for people like um, uh, those who are working remotely. Yeah. Uh, and are able to do their jobs 100% remotely, like uh, like customer service, for example. Um, <laughs> That's what we need to do to like all Verizon and like Windows. Just put them on cruises. <laughs> They'll be so much happier. Right. <laughs> They'll be so much happier. They'll be like, hey, what's your problem today? And I'm, you're like, I just want to disconnect my account. And they're like, that's great. I'm having, a martini. I'm having a martini. I'm feeling great. Let's get this done for you, okay? So I can get back to partying. <laughs> <laughs> that I just, side would note, be the I biggest motivator. Voice. <laughs> let's let's get this taken care of for you. Oh, no, you went too far. Hello, welcome to customer service. For seven point two percent, this is going on way too smooth. Yeah. Mm. So, Corey, oh, oh, what's up, you, man? Do you know? Uh, did you hear that the Oscars were last night? Um, I did. Did you I, see anything about who won? It's quite exciting. I did, I did see there was a lot of it was it was kind of a sweep. Yeah, like everything sort of went to like one movie with a few exceptions, but it was mm-hmm. all sort of like focused around uh, everything everywhere all at once. It was very well deserved. Uh, I, I have mm-hmm. a few points to make. Um, first of all, I think that this was huge in terms of the fact that for years we have known and assumed uh, and been privy in some Please. cases uh, to um, excuse me. Uh, actors, directors, producers, um, uh, people of different, you know, categories paying their way or having their PR representatives pay vast, uh, vast sums of money to uh, uh, different members of the committee to choose, members of the academy to choose for different awards. This is, this includes Emmys, Golden Globes, Oscars. Basically, I was say, the Golden Globes are rigged. Yeah, Golden Globes are definitely rigged. The Emmys are definitely rigged. Uh, uh, Oscars uh, are, are have been rigged many times in the past. And this was kind of one of those moments where it's like, okay, you know, it, maybe they weren't this year. Because Everything Everywhere All at Once was such a small budget movie. It was for, – for the amount of – uh, visual effects and the look of that movie, you would expect it to be a hundred, hundred and fifty million dollars to make it. It cost about fifteen to twenty million, and uh, they probably spent maybe five million, ten million on marketing. I don't even think that much because the movie was not marketed uh, uh, yeah, very there was much. Very little marketing, uh, at least on the front end. They probably got a surge yeah. of some money on the back to like definitely put it in the awards. Uh, mm-hmm circuit absolutely you know i would be but surprised if daniels think, got a little extra scratch on but the i don't think that they were the, spending millions like other candidates were to get their award chosen yeah it wasn't like uh marvel with wakanda forever or yeah. whoever does top gun maverick i can't remember off the top of my head yeah second this was huge because this uh the directors who were nominated um are Daniels. are uh film school graduates they are young uh, aspiring filmmakers who have been given a cu- a few opportunities prior to this to prove themselves and all of them have been very unique and different takes on filmmaking and this was no uh, no different what and other movies have the Daniels done they have done Swiss Army Man okay and they yeah, also did was... that 
Yeah, they did that, that one short movie. film. I'm forgetting its name at this moment. Uh, a short film that was kind of their proof of concept for Swiss Army Man without it being anything about Swiss Army Man. Um, but it was the same kind of uh, odd concepts going into it, like a bunch of people melding into one giant kind of uh, conglomerate human who walks on the beach. Um, uh, uh, two guys who disappear up each other's assholes, uh, like literally, like an Ouroboros. Um, uh, oh. It's a very, very odd movie, and I was the only one at film school who enjoyed it when it was shown. I was literally the only one in our class who liked yeah. it. Everybody else was like, what the fuck is this? Um, I remember that. The dude got sucked up the dude's asshole, and I was but, like, that yeah. sounds horrifying. Um, so, so they've done a couple of things. This was their, this was their first massive success. Like, uh, Swiss Army Man was appreciated by, uh, film students and film critics all around, but it was not for the general audience because it didn't really touch on something that the general audience could really grasp onto. Whereas everything everywhere all at once was truly something that everybody watching could connect with on some level to one aspect of it whether it be the family aspect or the personal, uh, the personal feelings of wanting to have had success when you didn't, um, uh, when you just chose a life of kind of uh, solitude I and, and personally work. connected to hot dot fingers, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. And then of course it connected humor into, into like these wonderful, very like nice, warm feelings that they would jab a dagger into at times. Um, and, so I think that this was a massive thing. This was a this was a win, not just for the Daniels, but for uh, film students and aspiring filmmakers all around. Because it, it, this was kind of one of those things of like it, these weren't people who uh, 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 forced themselves into uh, working, you know, into the massive studio culture, you know, they didn't, they didn't let themselves get poached by Marvel and, and Disney Yet. and Star Wars and stuff. Well, yes. or they didn't, they didn't, they didn't put themselves through that standard directing, uh, uh, training. They, they went their own route and that has been rewarded. That kind of creativity, that kind of outside of the box thinking has now been rewarded. And we, that means we're going to see a giant shift in, in, the way films are being made. It's kind of like Elden Ring uh, um, sweeping the uh, awards at the, at the game it awards. It's kind Christ. of like Elden Ring sweeping the game awards and showing other uh, game developers, like maybe we should kind of switch it up because this is getting so much attention from both players and critics and we are holding people's hands and getting criticized for it. And everything everywhere at once did the same thing of like maybe uh, telling people, maybe you're spending too much money on making a movie look spectacular and may you could spend less and do more with uh, telling just a good story and telling a heartfelt story. So I think that this was a fantastic uh, win at the Oscars, and I'm so happy for Michelle Yeoh, uh, Kiwi Kwan, and yeah, like, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. You're talking about wins, and you had two points, but we got to talk about the third point of how special fourth of a point. moment was the fourth point, my bad. Yeah. I wasn't keeping count. Uh, how special it was for Kiwe Kwan to win Best Supporting Actor. Oh, my God. And it, his reaction uh, of like, Mom, I won an Oscar. And then yeah. getting the biggest hug from Harrison Ford, reminiscent of his early days when he was 12 in Temple yeah. of Doom. Like, holy special moment going down in history. Yeah, Holy him, moly. Michelle Yeoh, uh, 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 all like all three of them winning an Oscar that day, and also Jamie Lee Curtis, we yeah. cannot, we cannot uh, uh, 
uh, get away with with forgetting to talk about the uh, editing. The editor won for best editor at the Academy, and Good. I think it is absolutely deserved because oh, uh, yeah. no other editor in Hollywood worked their ass off like that guy did. And it really paid off. Absolutely deserves it. Everybody on this project deserves to, uh, to go far and we should be rewarding that kind of creativity. And it looks like we have seven, mm-hmm. seven, I repeat seven Oscars by this, tw- by this $20 million low budget, little a 24 film. That's amazing. Uh, that's that's the kind of creativity I like rewarding, and I'm so glad that uh, uh, the Academy agrees right now. So that's my uh, high-minded 20 minutes. <laughs> that's all we got today. Actually, so Graham's I, talked off forever. So it was more like seven minutes, but whatever. <laughs> 17, but who's counting? 58, 59, 17, 1701, 1702. Anyway. Um, we also, let's touch on uh, Best Actor. Brendan Fraser for the whale. Oh, his speech was so moving. Mm-hmm. That man like, has come so far after yeah, going so low. Like, he he needed that win, and I'm so glad he got it because like he was such a great guy back in the late '90s, early thousands. Like great actor, so much great potential. And then for him to sadly have to you know kind of take himself off the board for a while and. You know, to to recover from the the the, the abuse that he was he was uh, stricken with, like you know, the, or however you want to say it, the the the, the events that occurred to him that prevent you know kind of took him off the board for a while. We were sad yeah. so to have him have come, have such a wonderful comeback of the last couple of years, you know, including Doom Patrol, and then yeah, this most recent movie, The Whale. I mean, it's just awesome to hear and i hope we get to see more brendan fraser i hope in like a mummy four is announced or yeah something like that that would just be awesome yeah like you want graham i know you're you still working your way through scrubs because you're a poor human being you know i've never started (laughs) you started like one episode i think with you you watched the pilot yeah (laughs) you want two great episodes of television is it two or three 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 know. episodes of great television. You have to watch the storyline that features Brandon Fraser on that show. Mm, mm. It is heart wrenching, mm. and he does such a great job with it. But it will still like it will move you to tears. Yeah, that whole storyline, that whole arc is just oh, and like I love watching those episodes with him because again, it's back in like the early thousands, back in his heyday, mm-hmm. and he's still just like that quirky, funny guy, blast from the past, mm-hmm. and Ceno Man, yeah. Mummy, everything. So, anyway, uh, we should also address Michelle Yeoh. Um, she has Crouching been Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She has been um, <laughs> on an. She's been basically at a in a battle with Kate Winslet for uh, 24 years um, over who who's a better actress. Whenever uh, Michelle Yeoh is nominated, so is Kate Winslet, and they've either it's either been Kate Winslet who wins or somebody else um, beating them out. And so this was not only a win for Michelle Yeoh in, in, in terms of getting her first Oscar and uh, actually being recognized for the immense talent that he, she has brought to uh, Hollywood for 30 years, but also uh, she got to finally have her win over Kate Winslet. 
Now, if she had just gotten, you know, completely nude in Titanic, she probably would have won more in the early thousands. Just or saying. In, you mean in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? No, that was too classy of a movie. Titanic is where it's at. But Michelle Yeoh was not in Titanic. So but if she was in Titanic and she did go full nude, she would have won more awards. That's sadly how our society works. Money and boobs. Hell yeah, son. God bless America. <sighs> God bless America. America. Fuck, Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. Anyway. Slash your boobs and save the motherfucking day. Yeah. America. All right. I got to stop before they yeah. cover infringement. And then, uh, of course, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was. Uh, um, the Scream Queen. The Scream Queen. She finally won. Actress. She finally won. She she surpassed her both her mother and father. Uh, and and got Oscars uh, an Oscar when she uh, when when they couldn't so that was nice for her um, mm-hmm. though apparently uh, Angela Bassett did not look too happy so we'll just move past that and, and you be know, happy for, G- <laughs> for be happy. I mean Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis has been such a pivotal I mean she's she's done so much for Hollywood ever since the original Halloween movie like she's she's been around the block for a hot minute right like. I would argue that Angela Bassett for her role in Wakanda Forever was probably a better. She probably deserved to win for that role. But I have to imagine they gave Jamie Lee Curtis not so much for her role in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And not to say she did a bad job in that movie. She was fantastic. But she's just brought so much to Hollywood that she deserved for her career. Not so much that role. Right. But have right. you seen Wakanda Forever? I have not yet. It's I'm going to. It's on Disney Plus up here in Canada. Yeah. I'm ready to watch it. I just like need a night where I'm actually yeah. feeling it. <laughs> you know, I feel the same way. I've got the Creed movies. So I yeah, I got uh, you know, John, yeah. I want to go see Creed three with you know Kang the Conqueror, Jan- Jonathan Majors, and then he's in Creed you know Creed three, and then Michael B. Jordan from the uh, first Black Panther. Right. Uh, same idea, but yeah. Angela Bassett, holy shit, is she a tour de force mm. in Wakanda Forever? Like she yeah. does, she's definitely the heart and soul of that movie, along with uh, Letitia Wright as Shuri. She Shuri has to her. be. Her son has died. But you really feel that, like, and you could tell they're not mourning T'Challa; they're mourning Chadwick. Right. It's so heart wrenchingly beautiful right. how they just kind of handle. I mean, the only thing the, how they handle it is not so great in the sense of like. How they kill off T'Challa, right? I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to be ambiguous. Like, obviously, you know, T'Challa's not in the movie, so that's. I not know. A I already know but, kind of the plot of it because, as you know, I'm I'm less. I'm not that worried about like spoilers and stuff. I am more in it for the ride. I like seeing how they do it. Uh, I'm less interested in the. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, it's yeah. That was my only disappointment is like what the the explanation they give of to kill off T'Challa is a little weak right. sauce, right? But it's one of those like we have to do this because there's you know sadly the the actor passed like we just kind of sure. have to work with it. But the repercussions, the 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 aftermath, the is really impactful, and you can just tell these folks are not acting in these scenes. It's heartfelt. This this passion they had for Chadwick and translated over to T'Challa right. was is there. And then right. like so Angela definitely I think won should have won for her role, but I'm glad Jimmy Leader Curtis won for her career because she's just contributed so much to Hollywood in the last 
40 years. Right. She also did like really, really good in, uh, uh, Everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, like I mean, all I'm not the trying different to take away from the performance. All the different versions of her uh mixed in with just her regular kind of awful self working at the at the licensing department. Like everything about that movie was for for me was just spectacular. Uh, I'm excited to watch it again. Uh now that it's won, I just feel the responsibility to to go back uh and 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 really really deep dive uh, for a second time because god what a what a fascinating movie and how it incredible really was it that the directors and three other people did all the cgi in that movie and it looks maybe as good as or if not technically as good but just far more interesting and compelling than there wasn't a whole uh, lot of cgi uh, in the movie there's a lot of practical effects a lot of practical effects and like the, the hot dog fingers are practical the, yeah. the the like the lights and everything on Michelle Yeoh as mm-hmm. she's like flying through the different multiverses that's right. all practical like the behind right. the scenes are really cool to watch on that and I so mean, basically they had the talking editing. rocks which all required subtitles that's all it took right so basically talking rocks that was that was a, such a funny scene that was such a funny scene it's funny but it's amazing how well it works yeah, yeah. like you watching this and it's just like this is corny as fuck but then you're watching it more and you go holy shit this is working it's actually a sad story about rocks who are just trying to understand the meaning of life even though they're just kind of stuck there at the edge yeah. of 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 the cliff it's for eternity fucking crazy how did they, it's amazing that that they were able to do it and i yeah as i said before it sets a precedent for for what other filmmakers can do and succeed with if they if they just expand their horizon you know um so what you're saying is they need to smoke more weed and do more mushrooms absolutely oh i think like <laughs> i i have said it i've said it in my in my uh photography uh uh essay that i'm going to be posting on my website soon once the voiceover is edited correctly plug, plug. um we're plug plug for me, my writing was very oh. generic and kind of stupid and 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 just basic, you know. The the knight and the wizard clash against the dragon. So what? Uh that what? was basically my writing style until I uh first smoked weed. And then I became far more introspective, far more interested in like the characters and 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 what they were about and, and the like, concepts. The knight and the wizard fight the dragon. But why? But why? Exactly. Is is there something more compelling to talk about besides the fighting of the dragon? Christ, and then the fighting of, And then the uh, fighting of the dragon ends up being very short and, and just kind of uh, like, oh, cool. Um, anyway, that's, be- that's what I became far more interested in. And then after I did acid for the first time and then started doing mushrooms, I found my writing just uh, quickly becoming far more uh, technical and weird and obscure and 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 psychedelic obviously i've read your writing he's not wrong folks uh so that's just kind of where it happened and it broadened my horizon and so i honestly do recommend it to anybody who is uh willing to have a safe time uh with somebody uh present to make sure that they're okay they don't do anything stupid Drunk thoughts and high opinions, endorsing psilocybin and LSD since two thousand twenty-three. Absolutely, since twenty twenty-two. Are you kidding me? I, I, no, I sorry, we're if... coming up on a year. Did you know that? I know it's kind of scary. It's why nobody's listening. 
<laughs> no, it's just we've been doing it for so long and nothing's happened. No, that's about what I expected. Yeah. We haven't done much with it. We need a, you know, if somebody, you know, would help me market it, that might help. Mm, nobody cares on either of our sides at this point. Nobody. But I if could've... we really tried to market it, we could turn it into something. But you're just like, I don't have those on social media. People don't like to hear what I have to say. You're a fucking writer. I would hope you want to hear, have everybody hear what you have to say. Like you should, you should want everybody to hear what you have to say, whether they like I it or not. I want them to hear my stories and then get subtle hints from that. I don't want them. I don't want to just like bleh my thoughts. I mean, sometimes I do, but not Excuse in such why? a. Is that what I am to you? Is bleh? Cricket, 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 cricket. Fuck you. <laughs> dick. I mean, you're not wrong, but you're a dick. I, oh, I know. You're, you're not, not wrong, wrong, you're just an asshole. asshole. <laughs> you don't want to be known for drunk thoughts and high opinions. You want to be known for mad musings or whatever. I want to be known. I couldn't help but notice that the podcast wasn't a part of your website. I'm a little deeply hurt by this. Wait, what? It is. It, I thought it was mentioned in there. Is it? Did you finally update it? No. No? Where is it then? You have short stories, shorter stories, poetry, and scenes from plays. Oh, so you want me to have a whole page of just drunk thoughts and high opinions with all the links to all the episodes? Yes. What if I... Okay, you know what I should do? I should edit... I should re-edit all the episodes and take out all the parts where you're talking. Except to just set up what I'm talking about next. And then just release that as high opinions. Honestly, if you were willing to put in the work... (laughs) Not at all. I'm going to call your bluff. I'm going to call your bluff. Because you can't edit your way out of a paper bag. That's, that's on video pretty You might be able to develop photos pretty well, but you cannot edit, you cannot edit videos to save your life. So if you want to take all the footage and edit me out, Godspeed, sir. I would love to see that. I would love to see you dedicate that much time. Oh, God, never. So no. those to that endeavor. Oh, I, that, would never, that would never happen. You know me. I Exactly. If I'm going to work on something, I need to know it's going to pay off for me. <laughs> and yet we still do this every week. So, yeah. Um, anyway. What else we have for the Oscars? Um, uh, best sound editing, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. And that's every- worth it. I saw so many people who were butthurt that Top Gun, Ma- um, Top Gun Maverick didn't sweep the Oscars because people oh, for no. months were like, Top Gun Maverick's going to sweep the Oscars. And everything no. everywhere all at once was just like, bye. Whole pie joint. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Did you see what, uh, 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 I forget what his name, um, Dan- one of the Daniels was wearing. He was literally wearing like cultist robes and it was fucking hilarious. No, they, they, I didn't see that. They're uh, such odd men. Uh, they, oh, if you haven't seen this, please do. Please look it up after we're, we're done recording. It's spectacular. Um, or done listening for all you one listeners. Or, for, or done listening, you know, for for anybody at home. Stephen Colbert did a fantastic uh, 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 remote little sketch with the Daniels. And it's basically that he's not ready. He Like the, the, the crowd is not like hyped up enough. And so the Daniels are going to get them hyped. Um, Excuse me. Uh, 
by being super like calm and shit. It's it's ridiculous. It's very silly. Check it out. Um, the Daniels are very silly in it, as they are in the movie when you in their small little roles in that. I don't know if you noticed. Um, uh, but yeah, they're very fun guys. Uh, I liked I like that we're rewarding that kind of uh, creativity and and personality instead of toxic uh, asshole directs, directors. You know, I will say. I mean, I I, I definitely agree that Top Gun did not deserve much in the way of the Oscars. Sound editing, though, I, I But sound I editing, I will give it quality because, I mean, like I saw it in Dolby Digital. And so it's this theater with like just super awesome speakers. And like mm-hmm. my butt was rumbling the whole time with the planes and just the sound. And, you know, along with like how they sounded, you know, the the. You know, when they're when they're when they're in the cockpit, you know, Maverick, can you hear me? Like, oh, just the sound was very fantastic. So I do believe that was well deserved. Does it deserve that best picture? Fuck no. The only no. other one that I would like put up with best picture. I'm looking at the list right now. You got Banshees of Inishirin, Avatar mm-hmm. Way of Water. No, Tar. Elvis wasn't bad. I wouldn't say it's best picture, but it was not bad. It was a good movie. All Quiet on the Western Front. I need to watch that on Netflix. Triangles of Sadness, Women Talking, and Top Gun Maverick. And the other movie on the list, the only other movie I want to just kind of give it a special shout out is The Fablemans. Ooh, yeah. Which is I haven't the seen scene. it yet, but I did watch the David Lynch scene, and now I'm actually really excited to see the whole movie. <laughs> uh, well, spoilers that's very close to the end so oh i and that's I the only care. scene with david lynch in it so i really yeah i know me. i don't i don't give a shit uh, i just saw uh, an interview with with him talking about uh, why he cast david lynch and then i was intrigued and so i watched the scene and now i want to see the whole movie so i can see the context of it so that's mm. that's the way i operate Corey. sometimes i, I know, need but- a little bit of a spoiler like like Ooh, did you know that there are multiverses in Fringe? Ooh, really? They come in in season three. Okay, I'll watch the first two seasons. You know, like that's sometimes a little bit of a spoiler that I need the motivation to watch something. And then I just, and then I'm off to the races. I don't want to talk you out of it, but at the same time, like I don't want – I'm all about setting expectations. Right. And I want to set the correct expectation here. I don't want you to go in and think that whole movie is like that because it's no, not. No, of course not. That is – spoiler, five, four, three, two, one – that is the last scene in the movie. Oh, fun. Like he literally, the kid walks out, walks down the street and then it's credits. Huh. So I just don't want to, I don't want well, you going I mean, in expecting that, like that, that kind that, of, because the movie is more about, the movie is more about the boy with his relationship to his family and his expression through art which is become which is filmmaking mm-hmm. and the big thing with his family like if you know if they're if he's the main character of the boy you know the 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 young man is the main character his mom uh is very much the, the secondary character but she's mm-hmm. still very much like she's it, it almost floats between the two main characters whether it's him or his mom because you experience the mom who's like basically just like the whole movie's having a mental breakdown over the years and it's it's heart-wrenching but uh it's good. It's a really good movie. I just I just don't want you going mm-hmm. and ex- like that. That is not 
that one scene with David Lynch is not a great representation of what the rest of the film oh, is. Oh, I don't care. I I, I loved that scene and I yeah. um am just excited to see the movie because I know it's about yeah, Steven Spielberg's I, um like history. So I Now all that said, yes, I think you'll enjoy the movie. I just no, I, I know you, what you're saying. I want saying. you to enjoy the right scene. I like, know what you're right saying. For the right stuff. I don't want you to go in and don't think a, it's all... Don't annoy the audience. I know what you're saying. All right, all right. Moving on. But it's a, it is a wonderful film, and I think that one, if 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 Everything Everywhere All at Once did not win, I would have wanted The Fable to win. Right. If anything, also just to give Steven Spielberg, like, you know, I don't think... That, does, has he ever technically won an Oscar? Hasn't he won, like, three? I don't think he has. Pretty sure he's won... He should. He's won, like, 15. Pretty sure he's won 90 at this point. Well, he's a 90 in age, that's for sure. No, I know, but just in terms of his movies, like, like think about his oh, movies. Oh, yeah, he and, has. You're right. Okay, I'm he's won a Like, think about not even, like, he specifically, but the movies he's made and, like, produced or directed, or he's produced all the movies. So, like, uh, he's gotten, uh, he's won three, 22 nominations. Of course. That's, I, you said 19. He's only won three for I originally list I originally said 3 then I said 19 then I said 90 and two of them were on the same movie best picture and best director Schindler's list and then best director for uh Shaving Ryan's Privates Oh that's a great movie I love that one Yeah I bet you do When the pubes fall it's <laughs> such a an amazing climax you never you never knew that uh uh that shaving could be so uh intense you know yeah shaving yeah. they really stormed the beaches with those razors in the beginning yeah. oh right yeah, yeah so uh yeah like he hasn't won that as much as much as you might think like yeah. shockingly but uh i mean three films for how many he's made what 45 i think that seems appropriate like yeah. we can't give him too many <laughs> he might get a little too big for his britches <laughs> yeah, he might get a little too big for his britches <laughs> fair, you know, if he fair. just won every single year um, like I, I said this when when we were at the uh, talking about the Emmys um, Gene Smart uh, won last year for Hacks and she won this year for Hacks and I love that that's wonderful she's she's fantastic but I would have preferred she just win for season one they take a year off if she's really that good then give her uh give it a, to her again in season three like that's yeah, you should my... be excluded from the next year exactly like, give somebody else a chance. exactly don't don't or 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 it should just be like a a a code like you don't submit two years in a row for the same role or something like that common courtesy no because the way you know <laughs> the way hollywood business works i have to imagine i'm not going to say this is actual gospel but if i have to guess you know, these awards are what sells shit. Right. Because right. now you can say everything well, everything everywhere all at once. A nine nine time Emmy or nine time Academy Award winning film, like seven times. It sells so much. You know, you can mm -hmm. sell it on that speech. Hacks, a two time Emmy winning uh, award Emmy winning series or something. Just that verbiage that that that's selling those buzzwords. You can sell it. So I agree with you. I think from a you know, play nice in the sandbox perspective. Yeah, take a year off or just be nice about it. But no, the the, the, right. the studios. No, I get it. Would never go with that. Oh, so, I know. Uh, uh, let's talk aware. for a minute. I want to jump. Uh, best animated feature: Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Have you checked this shit out? I loved that movie. I watched it back at Christmas uh, with 
my brother and his fiance. And I haven't seen it yet. So what a spectacular film! The animation, or the, not even the animation, the the stop uh, motion. The stop motion was off the charts good. Some of the things were just you were simply in shock of how they did it. Um, I was I was in love from beginning to end. I could not recommend this movie enough. I think that it does a really good job of, uh, it's not a kid's movie. It is not a kid's movie. I think that we should just, I should say this really quickly. This is the opposite of a, of a kid's movie. <laughs> so it's an adult film. This is a dark, dark, dark obsidian black movie. <laughs> it is so. Um, not un- slate. It is just upsetting and uh, horrifying, um, but with a little bit of hope in it. And so I do not recommend this for kids unless you want to have fucked up kids. Um, If you want fucked up kids, show them this movie. Um, (laughs) If that's that's something that you are looking for. Don't have kids. (laughs) (laughs) Not now, at least. <laughs> but yeah, don't 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 show your kids this movie. It is not not for children's eyes. Um, but it's a very good movie, and I recommend it for all adults who like that kind of you know like odd, ominous, macabre, yeah, yeah, weird, dark, twisted tales on twisted shit on things. Right. I mean, Guillermo del Toro has always got a pretty solid track record for things. Right. Right. Him and uh, him and uh, what is it? Is Benicio his brother or cousin? They are not related in any way. I thought they were. It's just a, just the same name. I thought they were related too. They are not related. Benicio is from Puerto Rico and Guillermo is from Mexico. You are correct, sir. My yep. apologies. Let's see what else. Uh, everything else, I don't really. I'm not familiar with. I, I mean, best visual effects. Let's touch on Avatar for a minute. We have to touch on James Cameron's okay, fine. overpriced piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, um, can Can we talk about how much of a dick James Cameron is? We have, but I'm perfectly okay rehashing it because I okay, always yeah, feel like yeah. it needs to be stated. <laughs> I um I am so tired of seeing articles pop up about him being like, well, I guess pe- the people who, who didn't see it just don't care about art. He's like, at least I make better things than Marvel. Uh, Bitch, uh, one scene of your Avatar movie has more visual effects than like an entire Marvel movie. Yeah. He's like, but our special effects are good. What is the, this sound you're doing? What are you what are you doing there? I'm 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 doing my James Cameron impression. He's a constipated rhino. <laughs> I our special effects are good. So like why is everybody on our shit all the time? You sound like we the make, frog from Bojack. We make better <laughs> Oh What I want what I want James Cameron to do? Is to shit out Jim Carrey from Mace Ventura. Yeah, yeah. Are you familiar yeah. with that scene? I've never seen Ace Ventura. God damn you. I need you to do homework here. You need to go do some homework where you smoke the fattest bowl you've ever done and you've watched the two Ace Ventura movies. Because they are Jim Carrey at his best. But there is a great scene in the second one. So the second one takes place in Africa. He's trying to find a sacred bat. 
and he's following covertly uh, a suspect by hiding out in an animatronic rhino. Well, the fan breaks in this rhino, and so he starts to get a little overheated. And as the scene progresses, he starts taking off clothing and whatnot. And he's just, by the end of the scene, he's just sweating nuts. Like, he's just, you know. And he goes, I gotta get out of here. I'm overheating. And he proceeds to crawl out of this rhino through its asshole. What he doesn't know is there's a tour group mm-hmm. that has pulled up in the Serengeti and is like, oh, look, the rhino is giving birth. And out poops Jim Carrey. Oh, boy. (laughs) It is a super special scene that can only be experienced by watching it because it's Jim Carrey in his key is just just going full carry. I mean, this is carry at his like prime Jim Carrey. It's so hysterical. So, yeah, what James Cameron needs to do is to as the consummated rhino is to needs to shit out Jim Carrey Mm -hmm. because at least Jim Carrey is funny and entertaining. Right. You know, I I, uh, I've seen a similar scene. In uh, have you ever seen the Sasha Baron Cohen movie uh, uh, Brothers Grimsby? Uh, no, but I know of it. So that was actually a very funny movie, under very underappreciated, uh, very much Sasha Baron Cohen's just kind of absurdly over the top comedy. Um, kind of, kind of wet hot a little bit, you know that kind of yeah. like, wet hot over the topness. Wet hot American um, Summer for context. Sorry, folks. yeah, Wet Hot American Summer by David Wayne and Michael Showalter. Or you know, Graves um, is getting wet and hot thinking about Sasha Baron Cohen. Who knows? Yeah, there we go. Uh, so Brothers Grimsby nice. has a scene, and they actually marketed the scene. I don't know why they marketed it because it's a terrible scene to market, but it plays so well in the actual movie where they're they're hiding. From they're in like the middle of a desert in Africa and they're being chased by like uh, uh, warlords or something. Some, warlords or British military, I can't remember which. It's some some something in Same between. Same difference. There. And and uh, they're being chased and they hide by crawling into an elephant's vagina. Marketing wise, that <sighs> scene plays terribly. In the movie, that scene it- is hilarious. <laughs> Learn what works when marketing your movie, people. Yeah. That scene ain't it, Chief. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are we going back to marketing and and you're going to give people marketing advice? I know marketing in, in the abstract. I don't know it in actual practice. <laughs> no shit. That's only like one listener. And turns out it's probably my girlfriend. Hi, Hannah. Love you. Um Unless Morgan listens, I don't know. Does she? uh, she's missed like the last four episodes, so that's probably means she's not listening anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and told me she's like, to be I'm fair. gonna listen every week, and I'm like, no, you're not. And to I be fair, you. I think it's your fault. I'm joking. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. James Cameron, though, let's go back to Oscars and the uh, the Avatar way of the vagina. Um, People don't appreciate me. Um, yeah, like it's a good movie. It's different. I'll get at that. Like I will, I will. Let's 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 focus on some positives. Let's give Jimmy a little bit of credit. Mm. Whereas the first Avatar movie is basically just fucking Pocahontas. Like, all right. You know, or 
fucking uh, Last Mohicans, Last Samurai. Like, that's the story trope of the fucking Stockholm Syndrome and, you know, and, and becoming one with the people and shit. Like, yeah, he told it in a unique way, but let's boil it down. It's a boilerplate story. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, you did nothing special with that movie in the terms of the story. Don't don't get too far up your butt. And from what I understand, the same generic villain that was in the first movie was brought back to be the same generic villain in the second movie and is rumored to be the same generic villain in the third uh, in the uh, or sorry, he's the same movie, movie. and they, they're going to bring him back for the third movie. That's just that is correct. Dumb. That is so dumb. Oh, Why but there's they, a twist. The whole point, the, the whole thing right now is that people are loving shows with great villains. And he's like, oh, I'm such a great artiste. I made a terrible villain and then I brought him back. I'm special. <laughs> and yeah, Quaritch, the villain from the first movie, fucking... They bring him back for God knows what reason. And he is so bland. You are totally right. He's just like, uh, like we need an antithesis to Jake Sully, who's, you know, here's a guy who's open to change and open to the world and being friendly with the environment. And like, here's a guy who's just like, no, fuck that America. We, we need to run all this shit. And yeah, they kill him in the first one. Great. But then they give you the most deus ex machina bullshit to bring him back in the second one. Mm -hmm. Except there's a twist. Three, two, one. He's now a Navi. Oh, that's so boring. They were able to, they were able to like clone his DNA and stick it into an avatar. Mm-hmm. So now they're both blue cats instead of just one. So they can spend more money on CGI. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then they tried to spruce him up a little bit by introducing a new character who, shocker, guess what? What? It's his son. Oh, where the mom is? Who fucking knows? It's the most like loose bull. Like they're like, oh yeah, the mom died before you. You know, you were born. I'm like, well, that makes no sense. Uh, It's and the character's fun because what happens is the character is actually part of Jake's family. Mm -hmm. Jake adopts this boy and you know basically raises this human as part of his family with the rest of the Navi kids that he has. Yeah, and that makes a really intriguing conflict. I grant you that. But the, the fact that he's Quaritch's son is just like, oh, Christ. And yeah, they've, they've, they, they leave it off where he could come back in the third. The only thing about the third movie that intrigues me is now in the third movie, they're introducing the fire people. And these people are meant to be antagonists. So they're going to introduce a new tribe of Navi that don't get along with Jake and really oppose the bullshit that he's doing. Right. Granted, this movie has the water people kind of like rejecting them at first until they learn the way of the water mm-hmm. and become, you know, better. But the fire people are apparently going to be really big assholes. So we're basically just watching the last airbender all over again. Yeah. That's what I was thinking is it just seems like as soon as I heard that they uh, went from air to water, I was like, are they just doing um, uh, avatar uh, the last airbender? And I then heard a few like months ago that the third one was going to be about fire tribes. And I was like, this dude has no original ideas whatsoever. No. So that kind of sucks. Um, but the movie is gorgeous. The CGI is pretty well done. There's sure. a couple of for uh, uncanny Valley moments, but 
only for somebody like you and I where we're like looking for it because we know it's there. If you're just like the layman watching, you'll enjoy it. But was it worth a billion dollars? Oh, fuck no. Good. Then, oh, fuck then, no. then like, they, wa- they wasted money. Oh, of course. But that's just James Cameron. I mean, how much of that went into his pocket? Right, right. Because it's not like Sam Worthington. Like, and, and God bless. I will say I, I like – I'm glad. So Sam Worthington had such the beginnings of a great career in 2009. He was a no-name actor in Avatar. Then they brought him – You know, then he was like, oh, we're going to do a remake of The Clash of the Titans. Bad movie. One of my guilty pleasures, but it's a bad movie. And then they did another one like Man on a Ledge or some bullshit. And then he didn't really hear from that dude again. I didn't I don't I don't know if that dude's done anything else. But I do he's appreciate not a that good Jimmy, actor. He's not great. He's, you know, he's yeah. okay at best. But I do appreciate that despite the fact that he's no longer on the tip of the zeitgeist, Jimmy Cameron brought him back. Mm-hmm. And like continued that continuity. They're like, well, we're not going to recast him or something like, or, you know, we're going to recast him as somebody who's a little more well-known. No, like we're going to stick with this dude because he built it up. Now, that being said, they've already announced that the third movie is going to more so follow that character's son. So Sam's going to be kind of shunted to the side in the second or the third movie than he, uh, than he was. So I think they're working towards getting rid of that buddy. Yeah. Well, so that's very is, boring. It's boring. I do think if you've watched the first one, it's worth watching the second one just I, to kind of yeah, never had if you enjoyed that world in, in any capacity. You but, know this. I've never had any interest in either of them. Fair enough. So uh, best costume design did go to Black Panther. <clears throat> we can move on and talk about best costume design. I think that's pretty justified. There's some great costume and artwork in, uh, mm-hmm. in the Black Panther sequel. Again, haven't there's seen a moment it, in the middle but... that has to do with uh, the hair, makeup, and costume that uh, it does. It's a um, it's a fake out, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Didn't Black Panther win the first time? They they had mm-hmm. in their first movie they had uh, they got best costumes because they had some pretty wacky costumes in that first movie. So I'm wondering if feel like i remember them getting it google search says uh yeah best costume design 2019 Good so call. literally that's what um <laughs> that's what they do well that's what that movie does well every movie it every does. marvel movie kind of does one thing well um usually it's like cgi or sound design and co- or costuming and this was one of those cases where it was costuming and i would um, say the cgi in black panther is better than avatar yeah for less, That'd be for cheaper. Like, I mean, true, but still not cheap. And it's still <clears throat> not great CGI either. It's still pretty obvious. But you know what was cheapest? You know what was cheapest and had the uh, 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 had, was, had way more interesting content? <coughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once. You've got it, baby. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of CGI. I'm trying to remember that movie and how much CGI there actually was, and I don't think there was a whole lot. Not a not a ton. They used CGI to basically like make things uh, more seamless. Uh, the, because some of their stuff, like even in the shots, they would you you could tell that it was like weird and like different people and stuff, and you could see like heads or or other stuff. So they basically used CGI to. 
uh, uh, remove all the stuff that was in their way so that it would, yeah. their, their special effects would look seamless. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's how um, it should be. But Black one, Panther's like, we're going to have a Black Panther running across the side of a truck. Yeah. Because we can. We, because we can. Uh, or, or, um, as pitch meetings would like to do, there's the Marvel over the topness. Yeah. The only, and you know, and it's sad, but it, it's true. We've gotten to a point in the Marvel movies where you just like, you have to rely on it to do something that hasn't been seen before in the last 15 years of Marvel movies. Like, you know, and it, and, and some of it's, I don't know. I'm still salty from quantum mania. I am excited to see it. Obviously, I haven't yet. I'm waiting to see it with my girlfriend because mm-hmm. going to see movies alone is boring. Um, but as much as I like, as much as I like to doing it when I was a teenager, I don't enjoy doing it as much anymore. But no, I enjoyed said, it all through my twenties. That being said, uh, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I know it do, it's going to do some wacky stuff. But hey, if it's trying to be like a comic book, hey. go crazy. I want them to have weird uh, – like this is why Sandman was so successful is because it did the shit that the comics did. And that's fucking great. It's fucking weird and out there. And so mm. if, if if the Marvel Universe mm. embraces the comics more, mm. just saying. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're, you are not wrong. I just don't think Quantumania is what you're looking for. No, I think you're going to not like that movie. You told me last time you thought I was going to like it. I I th- I don't know. I'm Have I'm interested to hear to your opinion. No, but it just every time I think of that movie, it's so Marvel formula. Right. Like I think you're going to enjoy it because it's so bad. It makes it good. Like you're going to like enjoy it from that aspect. Yeah. But the things that make it bad is the fact that it's just, whereas they, the first two were so innovative and different from all the Marvel movies before it. This one doesn't differentiate itself. This one does not stand alone in the pack. This one is very Marvel formula of uh, you, like you just know what's going to happen hours ahead of time. And and it just, everything kind of falls flatter than it should because you just, you're expecting it. And I think from that standpoint, like when you talk about Marvel fatigue, this movie is what's going to come to mind after you say right. that. That's, that's what I think that's is fair. Happen. That's fair to be, but also to be fair, um, I haven't seen, fair, I haven't been, I haven't watched a lot of Marvel in like the last six months. So watching quantum mania may be like, Oh, Hey, nice. You never know. It's all about it's all about like how much you've been uh, consuming around watching a, pro- a new thing. It's like if you if you just absolutely weigh yourself down with a bunch of Marvel right up to watching something, then you're going to be like, oh, God. Not necessarily. They've done a really good job separating the fourth phase. Like that's my biggest beef with the fourth phase is nothing feels connected. The first phase felt even though they were disjointed, it still felt like it was part of the same world. But like, I have a hard time believing that Miss Marvel is set in the same world as Moon Knight. Hmm. Or She-Hulk. Like, you know, these movies and these TV shows just kind of feel like a scattershot 
and there's no through line of like feeling and, and uh, you know, and even Marvel's come out and said, yeah, we kind of went a little overboard on phase four. Yeah. So I like this is it. supposed to be, I mean, overall it's good. I'm not, again, I'm not disparaging. I just, I think that they went a little too full overboard. Like they found the, they found the line and they crossed it and they've realized that and they're going to reel it in. And that's good. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do is reel it in and bring us more Moon Knight because that was fun. That was fun. I did like Moon Knight. Um, but yeah. Like, I hope to that's... see him in a movie. Oh, yeah. No, I I, would, I, I do want to see a team up with all the people that they've established in Phase 4. That would be that I want to see Moon Knight and Blade. <clears throat> like, Yes. Though I'm, I'm concerned about Blade, A, because they've come out with a lot of like issues with the production going on, and B... I love, I, don't, I wouldn't say love, but I really enjoyed the Wesley Snipes movies. Like, mm-hmm. those were my first, like, big action R-rated films when I was growing up. Right. So there's, like, a special place in my heart. So I'm a little concerned. And that was before they were, like, even marketed as, like, are heavily marketed as Marvel movies. Like, I think it just says, like, in association with Marvel Productions on a subtext. Like, it's not even, like, there's no title card or anything like there is now. And I think Kevin Feige was like an associate producer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that dude was a no name PA on yeah. that movie. Yeah. Well, we'll see what what happens. Uh, we'll, Marvel's probably going to scale back, but by I, I suspect by twenty thirty, uh, they're going to be at the same pace, if not a faster pace than they are now. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to be getting content in the same way comic books are released. Just absolutely weekly and mm. and all many different kinds and it's going to be overwhelming yeah. <clears throat> um can we touch on best cinematography for a hot minute just go through the list here uh where'd it go all quiet on the western front one and i haven't seen that yet so I'm, I want to check that out. The book is supposedly one of those seminal classics you're supposed to read in high school. I think I read it. Didn't like it at the time. But I, I'm really interested in seeing this film. But uh, I don't – it wasn't even nominated. But like Roger Deakins even came out and said like that was a travesty. Uh, the Batman. Have you watched the new Batman movie with Matt Reeves? With Robert Pattinson? Yes. Yes, I've seen it three times. Okay. I loved that movie. You think that was a snub? Um. Eh, no, I loved it. Yep. I loved it. I don't think it really deserved an Oscar. I think it was just a really, really solid movie. You know, it was just one of those. It was like just a really solid movie. Didn't deserve an award. Ooh. Just a really solid movie. You don't think the cinematography, at the very least, earned something? Like the the darks play with the lights and the color. They use a color. I think yeah. I think there's something to be had there. I don't find uh, color palettes very interesting in cinematography, so no, I don't. I don't. Not in that instance. I do think that they had some very interesting shots. Um, but who won for this cinematography? Why shooting black and white? Yeah. What's who won for cinematography? All Quiet on the Western Front. I have no idea what that movie looked like, so I don't know. Um, it looks like your typical, I mean, on the outset, obviously, it, it, since it won an award, it's probably more glamorous than I'm making it out to be. But it looks like your standard World War One film. Ah, uh, well. Just watch 1917. Same thing. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. Cinematography is probably better than that one. I mean, those wonders, those one take movies, holy shit, yeah. are those difficult and just amazing to shoot mm-hmm. or amazing to see. Are hard as hell to shoot as we uh, as we learned the hard way. I got a pee. You got a pee. That was your one taker. Your one. Your oneer. I remember that. Um, Morgan has. I, I've recently uh, uh, wanted to show that bit to Morgan because I've been showing her some of our our old assignments from that class, and uh, uh, as it turns out, her. Uh, her biggest discomfort in watching anything on film is somebody who has to pee very badly. And it makes her very, very uncomfortable, even if it is just being acted. But as we all know, the one that you released was not acted as I desperately had to pee. I had drank far too much water. I had drank far too much water and we had taken way too long to actually get started. So by the time we got started, I was actually like rushing for the bathroom because I needed to go bad. Um, I made you go full method. You're welcome. Yes. Um, Maybe two method. This is, this can be a problem. Um, Jared Leto. You Fuck did pay guy. me back by going up the stairs instead of the elevator, so yeah. I think that ended up being better. I think the I think the cameraman being forced to follow being forced to follow this guy who's desperate to pee up the stairs. Instead, I you said it was going to be funnier of just waiting for me in the in the elevator. I disagree. I will only agree with you on the stipulation that if I had a gimbal. Right. I think the the only thing I don't like about that scene is like the shakiness and the fact that like I'm stomping up the stairs and you can hear the footsteps was just like, ugh. and I tried to cut him out. But even still, it just was awkward. But if I like if it had been sort of planned or if I had the phone on a gimbal, like what did I, I don't even know if I had a handheld. I, I think I just had it on like a fucking horseshoe. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was no smoothness to it. That was the only kicker. But it is fucking funnier because you're just like. You're not even going up the stairs. You're crawling up those stairs. Mm-hmm. And it was all improv. So that was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. It's one of my finest moments. Um. <laughs> we got to get you back on camera. Yeah, I know. I really, want I to love, be. I still show grams of the galaxy today, uh, to this day, whenever I'm like bragging about what I've done in the past. And no, man, everybody loves that shit. Yeah, Rams of the Galaxy is your your tour de force, your coup de gras. Like, it's amazing. Do you show the side by side, or do you just show the single? The side by side. Yeah, that's better. That's better. It is because you can see how fucking well you did. Like you do it pretty fucking one to one, and it's awesome. With no, none of the same set, <laughs> but none of the same set pieces. <laughs> like here's this random ass park in Vancouver that you're just dancing awkwardly around while people are and it works fully watching. <laughs> yeah, remember, and then just like the really bad, like the the scene where you're supposed to like slide in the mud and there was no mud, so we just went. Remember, <laughs> remember when we there was that bar yeah. in the park uh, there, and we we went there both nights after filming. And one of the nights, we sat down, and a couple came over, and we we're like, "Excuse me, oh, uh, excuse us, what are you what are you doing?" Well, we're just we're filming a thing for for film school. They're like, "Huh, interesting." <laughs> and just walked away. And just walked away. <laughs> I do. I have pictures from that night. Yeah. 
crazy pictures of me like a, laughing like a madman with in, with incredibly wet hair. I feel like I captured your essence pretty well. That's true. I do like that photo. If I didn't look like an insane person. Well, you are an insane person. That's so what's true. the problem? I don't know. I, I don't have a really a counter argument to that because all the information there is valid. So I. I hey, exact mundo. Yeah. August 2nd, 2019. Wow. Check it out, folks. Anybody watching the video can can see this wonderful picture. Oh, God. We'll have to put that in. We'll have to make a Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions uh, 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 Instagram and just post that in there. That's where we can right. do our, our, our uh, your, uh, your full suit with my giant-ass boots. Oh, good God. Yeah. Those good boots stuff. made it mask. so difficult to do that stuff. Well, you didn't have boots like a fucking hoser. Yeah. I fixed that. I tried. I have boots Good. now. But... I still have the mask, by the way. Back there. <clears throat> for now. For now. Because, you know, spoilers. Uh, next, on the next episode of Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions, this will no longer be your background for your drunk thoughts. Oh, interesting. Oh, you're moving in to the new place. I will be moving as of this uh, coming week. On Saturday... Should be moving into the new place. Well, sorry. Saturday is when we move Hannah's stuff in. Sunday, we will be moving my stuff in. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll find a spot to... I'm, I'm, I'll find a spot for the computer and my uh, camera. And it might not be permanent for the moment, but you'll see the new spot. But enjoy while it lasts, folks. This is the last chance you'll see of my uh, humble abode. Well, that's exciting. And I'm very excited for you... Uh... For you and Hannah to move into you. your new abode. I'm excited. So, thank you. Well, uh, I'll have to give you the, do the Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions Grand Tour. Sounds great. We'll no, have to schedule that lying. for the next episode. But for now, we can call it a week. Yeah, I think so. Corey, where can mm-hmm. people find you? Mm-hmm. On the wide, wide web, the dark web, the world, and just wide the web. normal light the dark web. web, the light web, the normal light web. Yeah, I'm, I, I like to hang out on the gray web, the medium web. Yeah, your your missionary, your missionary um, uh, uh, web versus your BDSM web, so to speak. You know, See, fair enough. I um, I'll find the the doggy style web, and that's where I kind of roll. Very good. Very good. Glad we could establish that. I think that, I think that's a very good way of establishing what kind of internet we're looking at. <laughs> There's a scale. For those who are listening, I'm just going to write silence on that one and let it just marinate there for a minute. Christ, you see what I deal with, folks? Do you, do you understand the talent? quote-unquote talent I'm working with here. I'm amazing and you love me. You're half right. All right. Yes. Well. You're pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, where, where can we find down. you? You can find me on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't even know my MySpace is still active, but fuck it. Uh, Roxy Boy, R-O-K-E-S-Y-B-O-Y. I'm the only asshole who actually promotes this show. 
So you, know, you can find the show and me by, on the same modem, um, a medium of uh, marketing. Graham, where can we find your lazy ass? Uh, I have not updated Mad Dash Musings, but you can find me at maddashmusings.com for my writing, my short stories, my shorter stories, uh, along with some photography, um, <clears throat> some poetry, some scenes from plays, uh, and uh, there's more to come at some point, but um, I'm just busy at the very end of my semester. I think that's going to be something I deal with while I'm on vacation. So um, you can look forward to that uh, during the month of April. I have two questions. Yes. Can people contact you through mad-musings.com? Uh, yes, I believe so. My number and my email are in there in the Holy shit, did you give me a real phone number? I think I gotta I check did. this shit out. There is no about page. Oh, it's at the bottom. That's right. You haven't updated this for like... Yeah, there's no... You, if you need to get to the about page, folks, you go on the home page, you scroll down, and then there's about the author mm-hmm. on an uncredited photo, a really bad quote, and no contact information, so hey, no way to contact you on that one. Bad quotes are how where about, I'm at. Uh, what? Bad quotes are where I'm at. It's how about if people want to find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at outrageous underscore creation. I don't post very much, but you can contact me through there. Um, uh, I'm very responsive on Instagram. Um, and, and yet yeah. you don't post your fucking show. No. <sighs> That can't be the only thing I post, you know? Then post more on your own, asshole. Like, post your photos, your video, your photo photography. That's not on me to figure out the rest of your shit. Nah. I need to hire somebody to do my social media for me. Send me what you want and give me your logins. I'll post for your ass. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll keep it classy. Without the CL. Oh, I don't trust you. Not in that regard. You realize I have a degree in marketing, right? Oh, I know. I just don't trust you with my accounts. I have a book, inch and a half thick, called The Social Media Bible. <sighs> Send it to me. <laughs> no, this one's on you. Send me your shit so I can post it. No, no, no. Let me control your social media. Anyway, let me be your let me be your publicist, please. No, please, please. You want you want to be my publicist? I'll make you feel good, Corey. You're making me feel uncomfortable. And the last thing that we want in this industry is to <laughs> hire somebody who makes us uncomfortable. <laughs> so, no, I'll make you <sighs> just just no 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 back okay back. All right. Now that we've established that, I have been your high opinions, Mr. Hi. Graham Stebniewski. Mr. What? I, I'm a mister. Are you, though? Shut the fuck up. I've been your high opinions. Good man. I've been your drunk thoughts. I'm Corey Rokes. Have a grenade, everybody. Man. What, what was the fuck was that? <laughs> Do you have a grenado everything? Got <laughs> No, you I said, I think you said, have a grenado everything. That's next week's episode, how to grenado everything. Come thoughts and opinions, how to grenado everything. Have a grenado have everything. Have a great night, everybody. See ya, folks. Cheers. Cheers.